Welcome to Mamas with Lori and Leanne on the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Lori Wildenberg is a national speaker, a licensed parent family educator of over 25 years, an award-winning author of six Christian parenting books. And once a month, Lori will be joining me to discuss complex topics such as parenting, discipline, and family relationships to hopefully help families build connections that will last a lifetime. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello, Lori. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Leanne. I love being here chatting with you about all things mom. Me too. Lori and I are also good friends, and I have to tell you, she is the real deal. Lori cares about families totally and completely. She wants to see families not only thrive, but flourish with Christ and become families that can be witnesses to Christ and to have love and compassion. And I'm so happy to have you on the show, Lori, again, and I'm so glad to call you my friend. So today we're going to talk about some of the ways we can help our children draw closer to Christ. And if we can, let's take it section by section. Let's start with babies and toddlers first. Oh, well, and Leanne, I know you have great ideas as well. So you'll be throwing them in too, okay? Because here we go. Babies and toddlers, that input is going to be basically one way. And it's going to be from parent to child. And we can sing songs like Jesus Loves Me or those scripture bears that could play scripture where the bear talks scripture when you press this little hand or, you know, its little foot. Giving a lot of input. Whether you think, sometimes we think because our kids can't speak that they can't receive, but there's receptive communication and expressive. And the receptive develops first. And that's when they're receiving information, not expressing it themselves. So they can take in a lot. Playing playing the music, doing little hand movements, singing Jesus loves you, saying things like, I love you, your daddy loves you, Jesus loves you. Very small things. And You know what was really crazy when I had been in BSF for a number of years and the children's leaders at BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, would actually teach scripture to the babies. And they'd put the babies in these little swings. They'd all be sitting in these little swings and they would read a a short passage of scripture. And it was amazing. Those little babies would listen. It was, it was something that you wouldn't think could ever happen. Yes, science has shown that children even six months old, they understand more than they can, you know, speak and articulate. And also in the research, this I thought was really interesting. For dolphins, the mother, when the baby's in the womb, a dolphin will do a signature whistle while the baby's still in her womb. And then when the baby's born, the baby knows that signature whistle. And dolphins are very close. The MRI scans showed an intelligence to people. 
And and God's word says, teach even to the children yet to be born in Psalm 78 and in Psalm 51, yet you desired faithfulness. Even in the womb, you taught me wisdom in that secret place. So it starts even before they're born. Isn't that amazing? It is. And you think about John the Baptist. He leaped for joy. Mary he Lord. recognized Jesus. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. And there's so many things you can do when they're little. I always say also, is it Destiny Land or Disneyland that you have in their bedrooms? You know, look around your the room. Is there a lot of Disney toys? And I'm not saying not to have Disney toys, but make sure you have more toys that are biblically referenced. Noah's Ark, toys that they can play with that you can start very early teaching them uh, biblical concepts and bi- biblical stories, sharing with them. Ah, oh, that is so good. And and that speaks to one of the points that I think is really important. We need to approach our kids with the future in mind. And that is exactly what you're talking about right there. To where do you want to go with your kids? Where were you, What are your hopes for your children? Do you hope that they develop a faith? And if you have that hope, then... You think about the environment that they're in, the things that you're doing, the things that you're saying that will go toward that future. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Leanne. I love that. Oh, thank you. I have an episode and it talks about envisioning. Envision Mm -hmm. where you want your children to be when they're young adults and then go backwards and prepare. Write down where, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want them to be loving and caring and all the things that you want them to be? successful, but have a plan, have a roadmap and start when they're really young. You want them to have compassion when they're two and three, start showing them compassion and help them learn how to be compassionate. You know, I say for infants and toddlers at every meal and at every snack, say, thank you, Jesus, for the food. Say it often. Nursing infants should hear his name, connecting their needs being met with the name of Jesus. Yes. Prayer with the little ones. And short prayers for short people, right? So you just do little condensed prayers, nothing big, flowery, just thank you, Lord, for for mommy, for daddy. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for my little brother or my older sister. Constantly, all throughout the day, maybe set timers to remind you. I call that preparing the soil from, from the womb to age three. Well, let's move on to preteens and teens. Yeah, you know, I think, first of all, there's there's an argument for organic kind of conversations and, and casual, you know, kind of off the cuff, and then also more formal instruction. And I, I think that you need both. And particularly with the preteens and the teens, to have those conversations with your kids regarding faith, even small things like, Wow, I, Jesus really showed up today. I, I asked him for help with this, and this is what he did. If you have a, a God wink or a God incident that happened that day, talk about that stuff. Ask your kids, what did you do that made God smile today? Things that are just natural conversations, riding in the car and playing Christian music. That's a subtle way of getting God's word into our kiddos and feeding them a good diet of of healthy things. So there's some parenting trends out there where it's like, 
We want our kids just to figure out their own faith. And a lot of parents are keen into this. But if you were to relate that to diet and say, we just want our kids to pick whatever they want to eat and then see how that works out, right? Well, they're they're probably not going to pick necessarily things that are good for them or, or even try something different. And they're not naturally inclined to do that. Now, God has put eternity in our heart and he does draw us to himself. But I also believe, and we also know through scripture that parents are called to talk about faith in their, you know, in our comings and our goings with our children. We're, we are to lead the way. And so it's important that we actually do that rather than leave our kids to their own devices. Because if we do leave them to their own devices, they will find that they are in a situation where the world or the enemy is going to grab a hold of them. And that will cause them to step further away from the Lord and perhaps even harden the heart. So what we want to do is make sure that we are open to conversations and to not be afraid of them. And I, I speak to lots of different parents and, and do a lot of parent coaching. And one of the things that parents of teenagers say, because teenagers are really trying to figure out their faith and their belief, and they will challenge their parents. Now, this is a very good thing. Even though it kind of scares us a little bit, we want our kids to ask the hard questions. And it's okay if we don't know the answers because we can look it up with them, that we can figure it out. So we need to be open to that because if they are asking questions, they are taking faith seriously. They need to know what they believe and why they believe it. So I think a lot of that with the older kids is being open to conversations that are perhaps even challenging. And rather than feeling threatened, think, well, that is a really great question. And I'm really glad you're wrestling with that. Let's try to figure this out together. Yeah. And I think it's really important to make sure you're not judgmental because that yeah. they, they won't come to you. If they think you're judging them, they're not going to come to you. They're not going to feel safe. And if you have a teen who tends not to open up to you and you want to start having that dialogue with them, maybe you're simply in the kitchen with them and you can ask them, a, start with a basic question, a simple question that's non-threatening. I saw that you and Johnny went to the library today to study. Did, did, you have, did you find any good books? Just basic questions. Did you find any good books to study? How is Johnny? How's his family? And when they finished, you just say, oh, good. I'm glad you shared that with me. Don't keep going at the team because they'll, they'll back away. And also, I believe that make sure your family are friends with other families who are strong Christians who have teens also that are being raised in the Christian environment. I think that's important. Yeah. And, and make family dates and family dates, uh, not just yeah. play dates, but family dates. Real quickly, Lori, could you just touch upon young adults? Now we're talking about our young adults who might not be living at home. How can we help our older children grow closer to Christ? You know, resiliency is really one of the things. And, and one of the biggest stumbling blocks for young adults and older teens is suffering that people go through. 
And that can cause a big faith crisis. And if we have not addressed the idea of suffering and suffering in a fallen world, and what God does with suffering is some really good stuff. He rises compassion up out of people. He he lets us know that he loves us because he draws other people who might show compassion to us. Exactly. But, you know, I think the other thing we can do, too, for young adults is to make sure that we keep that connection going just because they don't live in your home anymore. My kids don't. And every night I still text them. Don't forget to say your prayers. Jesus loves you. Or if there's something they call up with a problem, I say right away, "Okay, you know what? Let's say a prayer about it. Keep that just what you did in the home. Keep doing it, even though they're out of the home. I love that. And one of the things that I do is similar to that. Before I conclude a conversation with with somebody else, with one of them, I'll say, well, how can I pray for you? And I don't do it every time, but I do it a lot. You know, how how can I pray for you? It also gives me insight into what's going on in their lives. So, yeah, how can I pray for you? Something simple like that. Well, thank you, Lori. Uh, I appreciate spending time with you again. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.